A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grammar Girl here. Today, I have a fun piece for you about the history of the song Little Bunny Foo-Foo and the urban legend that surrounds it. Sung at summer camps and preschools for generations, Little Bunny Foo-Foo is a partly sung, partly spoken piece of folklore. But where did it come from? We don't know exactly, but we'll tell you what we do know and steer you away from some misinformation from a surprising source. Little Bunny Foo-Foo goes like this. Little bunny foo-foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. Down came the good fairy, and she said, Little bunny foo-foo, I don't want to see you, scooping up the field mice and bopping them on the head. I'll give you three chances, and then I'll turn you into a goon. The words are usually accompanied by hand movements, illustrating bunny ears and the scooping and bopping. The good fairy's prohibition, as in any folk story, is followed by a violation. Three, in fact. And the good fairy makes good on her threat. Then the skit concludes with a pun that has seemingly no relation to the morality of the rest of the story. And the moral is, hair today, goon tomorrow. The sung parts have the melody of the French-Canadian song Alouetta, which was first published in 1879. Although some people also identify it with Down by the Station or Itsy Bitsy Spider, Alouetta is the best match because its melody matches that of Bunny Fufu all the way through bopping them on the head. The melodies of Down by the Station and Itsy Bitsy Spider match only up to the word forest, but you'll have to sing those songs yourself to verify it. I'm done singing for this episode. As a piece of folklore passed on primarily as a piece of oral tradition, Little Bunny Fufu has numerous versions. They vary in whether the name is Fufu or Fru-Fru, whether they use the words bunny or rabbit, and other details too. In written variations, spelling and punctuation add even more possibility for variation, as foo can be spelled F-O-O, F-U, F-O-U, or even P-H-O-O, with the syllable separated by a space and capitalized, hyphenated with or without a second capital, or as a single word. Similar variation exists for fru. As it happens, the variation between foo and fru in this name is exactly the same variation we get in the adjective foo-foo or fru-fru, so it's likely that the name foo-foo or fru-fru originated from that. 
The adjective fufu is a phonetic simplification of frufru. And here's what Merriam-Webster online has to say about frufru. Quote. 19th-century Europe featured a lot of sophisticated fashions, especially in Paris, a city considered by many to be the fashion capital of the world. Women's dresses were often made of drooping layers of fabric, such as satin or silk, that rustled as the women moved around, and frou-frou was the French word coined in imitation of the sound they made. The word made its first appearance in English in 1870 as a noun meaning rustling. It later came to mean ostentatious decoration, and its usage expanded beyond the world of fashion to other crafts, such as architecture and interior design. These days, it also shows up as the adjective frou-frou, meaning very heavily decorated and fancy, as in frou-frou designs, unquote. Or I might add frou-frou and foo-foo drinks with fruity flavors and umbrellas in them. You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Remember the frustration of trying to memorize vocabulary and grammar rules only to find you couldn't actually use the language in real life? Well, there's a better way to learn. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program with millions of users learning 25 different languages, and you can get it on your desktop or as an app on your phone or tablet. Rosetta Stone immerses you in many ways with its intuitive process. It's really different. You pick up the language naturally, first with words, then the phrases, and then with sentences. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Grammar Girl listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Is it rosettastone.com slash grammar. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash grammar today. So the melody and the name Fufu or Frufru suggest an origin later than the 1880s. Unfortunately, I haven't fully pinned down when the noun or adjective Frufru began to turn up as Fufu. So let's look at another clue to when Bunny Fufu was created, the word goon, which entered the language in the 20th century. The Oxford English Dictionary has it from 1921, meaning, quote, a solid, dull, or stupid person, unquote. 
The word really gained popularity after 1933, when E.C. Seeger introduced goons as a race of creatures in his Thimble Theater comic strip, the comic strip better known as the origin of Popeye the Sailor. The line "Hair today, goon tomorrow" even appeared in the 1938 animated cartoon Popeye in Goonland, which I'll link to in the transcript. So, if "Hair today, goon tomorrow" is part of the original skit, Little Bunny Foo Foo could have been created as early as the 1930s. However, the poem seems to have been created somewhat later than that. The earliest that I found someone claiming to have heard it is in the 1950s. In a discussion thread on an internet forum, most of the participants in that thread recall having heard "Little Bunny Foo Foo" in the 1960s. One specifically mentioned 1966, and another claimed not to have heard it until the late 1960s. In any case, the earliest attestations I've been able to find are two from 1970. One is in Beverly Cleary's novel "Runaway Ralph." The talking mouse Ralph finds himself at a summer camp. And is frightened to hear a boy singing "Little Rabbit Fru Fru." The other is from an article in the January seventeenth issue of the New Yorker, which mentions Little Bunny Foo Foo, spelled P H O O, as a character in a children's story. These attestations indicate an origin earlier than nineteen seventy. The strangest twist in the story of Little Bunny Foo Foo comes in a discussion from the online newsgroup Alt. Folklore. Urban in 1997, the place where the creators of Snopes. Com got their start. By the way, at that time, a tongue-in-cheek battle broke out over whether the proper title of the rhyme was Little Bunny Foo Foo or Little Rabbit Foo Foo. At one point, a poster named Dave Wilton posted what seems to be a definitive answer, but it's actually an elaborate stream of trollery designed to give the AFU regulars a good laugh while testing the credibility of newbies. He begins by claiming that the bunny rabbit variation stems from quote two separate literary traditions unquote, and then goes on to turn Fufu into something like the Forrest Gump of the English literature universe. Inserting him into Chaucer's Canterbury Tales, a Shakespearean sonnet, a manuscript from the Plymouth Colony, an early draft of Beatrix Potter's Peter Rabbit, a letter by Zelda Fitzgerald, and one of Ernest Hemingway's journal entries. If you visit the transcript for this podcast at quickanddirtytips.com, it'll have some examples of、um, the old works in which Wilton has、um, inserted Bunny Foo Foo in place of the original lines. The most ironic thing about this faux fufu history is that Dave Wilton later went on to write the excellent and well-researched book *Word Myths: Debunking Linguistic Urban Legends*. He should know better than to play with fire this way. I've seen his bogus history quoted as fact on at least two web pages, so I'm including it here in order to clearly label it phony, and I'm giving him three chances. This podcast was written by Neil Whitman, who has a PhD in linguistics, blogs at literalminded.wordpress.com, and is a regular columnist for the online resource Visual Thesaurus. I'm Mignon Fogarty, better known as Grammar Girl, and I'm also going to ask you to take another look at my card game Pivoirs. We've passed the halfway point in funding, but we still have a long way to go, and I need your help. We've made art for a few new cards, and you can see them in the updates at fundanything.com/pivoirs. 
That's fundanything.com slash pivors. That's all. Thanks for listening. There are any number of reasons you might consider selling your home. To move closer to family, live within a smaller budget, or just wanting a change of scenery. Whatever your reasons, having to figure out all the various housing market trends in your area may not be what you signed up for. That's where an agent who is a Realtor comes in. Realtors have the expertise to help you find the right price and navigate the process to sell your home in a way that's right for you. That's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.